0: It is not your boy Dave, not your boy, it's Shane, and with me as always is Ramblin' Man Russell. <laughs> hey yo Shane, how you doing? <laughs> you had to think about it.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, Dave is not here this week, he is doing the Gen Con thing. We're both very jealous. Fucking Dave. That's okay. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe he'll like get us stuff. And, like, surprise us next week. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Dave, I hope you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the DQP Weekly, where we talk about news, maybe movie news. I don't know. Are, are we done with that? <laughs> I actually have a little bit of movie news today. Okay. Uh, strike news. <laughs> I don't have any new strike news. Oh, okay. Uh... You know, nerdy stuff, video games, no, I I comic books. Strike news. You do have strike news. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> it's ongoing, so that's not surprising at all. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so the first thing we actually have is uh, correspondence. We do. We do have correspondence. Holy shit. Correspondence. I did the hand wave and everything.
1: Like, we still do video. Yep. That's uh, ingrained. Bill from Indie writes dudes
2: dude i have to second clayton's recommendation for kingdom frank grillo crossbones from the mcu plays the patriarch of the dysfunctional mma family also look for an incredible performance from jonathan tucker as zelda's son three great seasons used to be on prime but may have been pulled to peacock i found this show by accident when looking for animal kingdom another recommendation about a family heist business? Check out all six seasons on Amazon Prime. Also, I subscribe to the Men Who Like Men Who Like Movies podcast. Yay. P.S. Did you ever get that wish list? Uh, We did get the wish list. Oh,
0: shit. Uh, We're going to put that in the show notes this week, I think. You can find that in the show notes. Uh, I haven't added cameras. Everything is expensive. I'm going to try and add some, like, cheaper stuff. (laughs) (laughs) It's all, like... $400, $600. $400, $600. I'm like, this is the stuff we need, but like, I don't expect anyone to buy us this. If you're rich and you buy us this stuff,
2: we'll invite you to come on the show? Yeah, and we'll do a live podcast in your living room. For you, and you alone. Yeah, just we'll just come over and hang out. <laughs> yeah. But we get to keep our clothes on. Yeah, that got weird. Alright, uh... Hey, man, you watch Fox, you gotcha? <laughs> oh, uh
0: I'm not cutting your hair in my boxer briefs. Uh, I'd have to find them, because I don't wear underwear, so...
2: <laughs> I'm going to be honest. You don't want me to cut your hair, but depending on how much you're willing to pay us, I might do it in my boxer briefs. <laughs> <laughs> We're just whores now.
0: Uh, <laughs> I think that's it for correspondence. Thanks, Bill from Mindy. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now it's time for headlines. Headlines. What you got for us this week, Russell? Uh, Strike news.
2: It's actually news. the first headline. Okay. <laughs> <Go> <laughs> me. I, I don't know if I have any. Oh, yeah, it's the first one. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, George Clooney, Ryan Reynolds, Meryl Streep, and some others have all donated $1 million each uh, to and sag, SAG and his wife? After a. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh there's a whole list that somebody put on Reddit, I think. Yeah. Yeah, there's a big old list. Uh this only gave me four names. I don't know why they didn't have a whole list, but uh they all donated 1 million dollars each to Sagafter Foundation to help the struggling actors and writers amid the dual strikes. The foundation at this point has raised over 15 million dollars. That's good. Yeah. I'm glad to see I, it. it I love when this happens because, like, you take you take a couple moments from the past, like uh, Robert Downey Jr. holding out for uh, more money for his co stars. Yeah, um, that's happened a few times with a few like actors. Like that one actor in the show, like knows there's the draw, and like pulls, yeah, uses of their weight, just
0: pulling for around. themselves. They yeah. pull for
1: everybody. Yeah, yeah.
2: I always love to see that happening.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, they can't do the show by themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And they acknowledge that. It's sweet. Aw. <laughs> uh, up next on headlines,
2: uh, Beyonce has made some fans furious by listing <laughs> tickets for her upcoming tour as listening-only tickets. <laughs> You can buy tickets for seating placed behind the stage so you can't see the performance but can still listen. Tickets for this area of the stadium start at $157 a ticket. Fuck you, bitch.
1: (laughs) Yeah, get fucked. Like, what? (laughs) Yeah. No fucking way. I think she's a little mad
2: someone else's tour is going to end up banking a billion dollars. Are you talking about the Eras Tour or whatever? Yeah. Did you
0: see the T-Swift. thing about uh what T-Swifted? I did? Is that and one? And I of your just other realized headlines? I should
2: have put that in headlines. Oh yeah, she um, like did a fifty-five
0: fifty-five $55 million dollar bonus to
2: her uh crew. Yeah. So her her truck drivers specifically all got $100,000. Jesus. $100,000 bonus for her bonus drivers. Beyond what they already made. Yes. That's awesome. Um there one guy uh, their, their kid, uh, published something online, like a video. I don't know if it was a real or what it was, but it ended up making it into news and articles and stuff. Um, but basically they, they went online and talked about how their dad called them and was like crying. Cause yeah. <laughs> Cause, uh, and what he said was he was like, well, I figured out how to send you to college and it's all paid for. <laughs> and because yeah. of the hundred thousand dollar bonus. Yeah. Yeah. For like I was working people, that's life changing money. Yeah. And they came uh so that particular story, they they were immigrants, so they came they came here like broke and poor and yeah. Like he ended up driving uh he ended up becoming a driver and sure. then ended up just ha- so happened to end up being one of the drivers for the ERAS tour. Yeah.
0: I wonder how she does that. I wonder if she buys the trucks or if she rents them. Cause like, that's a huge thing that some artists, uh, and like, I know, uh, uh, that was a thing for Pantera. Um, we talked about
1: Pantera before the show. Um, (laughs) tribute to Pantera. Uh, that, uh, the brothers bought their tour bus. Yeah, And it was like
0: a huge savings for them. And they basically were like, hey, guys. It, like, basically anyone they toured with, they were like, if you can afford it, you should buy an old old bus and fix it up. And then you'll never have to rent one again. Yeah. And it saves you so much fucking money. Yeah. And uh, I know some comedians have done it. Um, And it's really expensive to rent. And, like, uh, right after... Like, the COVID restrictions went up. A lot of bands actually had bands and, like, other people that were touring and stuff were having problems because they were all rented. Like, yeah. you you would, like, book a tour and then you'd be like, okay, I need to get a bus or a van or whatever. And you wouldn't be able to find one because everyone was out at the same time because they hadn't been able to be out for, like, two years. And, like... So then not being able to, not having to depend on someone else to, uh, to supply your transportation and not having to pay the, the amount that these places charge for the renting of the, of the, uh, vehicles is like a big deal. So I was just, I was curious if somebody that was like making that much money would rent or buy them.
2: Yeah. I don't know if she rents or buys them. Because she probably also has to have, uh, beyond, like, her bus where she has actually... Yeah, she has a fleet. Yeah,
0: like, and the bus that, like, her crew is in. Um, she probably also has to have multiple, uh, uh, semi-trailers with all the, like, uh, set stuff because she has all that, like, because you talked about it uh, a couple months ago yeah when you guys went and saw her in Chicago, right? Yeah. Um all the extra st- like all the set pieces and stuff like going underneath the stage and the led screens and all that stuff. You got to take that
2: with you everywhere. Yeah. And like a lot of she, times the huge bands have multiple. Yeah. She, uh, ha- she has 50 drivers. Um, Jesus. So, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> yeah. Cause that was the initial release was they talked about her giving a hundred thousand dollar bonus to 50 drivers. And like I was, Jesus. I was like, "Well, that's cool," because uh, that was the only bonus they talked about yeah. when it first broke. I was like, "That's cool," but I mean, five million dollars is kind of like almost nothing in comparison to what she's gonna like. She will be a billionaire after this tour is over. Like the uh, fifty drivers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's five million. Yeah. So and then. The rest. Oh no, there's another (laughs) fifty. Yeah, they were like, "Well, there's." She gave out another fifty million dollars in bonuses. Yeah, which like I know her crew is ridiculous, and I imagine some of those bonuses were for her like, her. uh, Her hired, uh, or not necessarily hired, but her like musicians that she tours with. Yeah, yeah.
0: Backup band, um, have dancers.
2: Yeah, she has quite a few dancers. Yeah. I think I think she had I think when we seen her she had 12 dancers. Yeah, so you'll have all the performers and then all the
0: crew that like put everything together or just run it, right? Cuz you have to have somebody running the lights. Yeah. And somebody running the like tracks and stuff that go through. You've got like a front of house engineer at least one. I imagine she might have a whole crew running that. Yeah.
1: But yeah, so like she probably has an enormous crew. Yeah. And, uh, let's see,
2: so, yeah, so the analytics point to her, like, before she added this other set of dates, because she also just added another set of dates mm. to this tour. Yeah. Um, and before she added that set of dates, she was, this tour was already set to make over a billion dollars. Yeah. So, like, that's fucking nuts. And then she had posted something on, she had posted something on tr- Twitter and Justin Trudeau uh, Prime Minister of Canada mm-hmm. was like he, he replied to the tweet and he was like, it was like one of the classiest. Let me just find it because it was like the classiest way he ever could have said
1: this. I think him and his wife just split up. They did. Uh, yeah. So Taylor Taylor Swift, uh, tweeted, really can't contain my
2: excitement because we're adding fourteen new shows to the Eras Tour. And I get to travel the world doing shows with Paramore. Haley and I have been friends since we were teens in Nashville, and now we get to frolic around the UK, Europe next summer. So they added 14 more shows to the to the UK, Europe leg of the tour. Okay. And before those 14 shows is when I'm saying the, the analysts had already predicted that this the tour, tour was going to be billion dollars would be over a billion dollars. So then Justin Trudeau was like, "It's me. Hi." I know places in Canada would love to have you, so don't make it another cruel summer, which which is one of her songs' yeah. names. And he's like, we hope to see you soon, because <laughs> she has no Canada dates. Yeah. So I don't know if that's gonna like prompt her to end up with Canada dates, but that's even that's a whole other fucking market. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's fucking wild. Um, but yeah, so Beyonce selling listening only tickets. Uh <laughs> fuck off bitch. Which like when we were at the Taylor Swift tour, I was looking behind the stage and I was like, "Man, that's a lot of empty seats." But I can't imagine anyone would pay like 30 bucks to come see to come see not see someone play. Yeah. And then when I was reading this, I was like $157? That's what they start at. <laughs> yeah, that's what they start at. So that's the upper upper nosebleed
0: sections. Yeah, where you can't see <laughs> And you have to walk the entire stadium to get up there and like there's, it probably sounds like shit because you're all the way at the top. Like there's no reason to do that. Yeah, that's that's absolutely
2: ridiculous. I hope those seats are empty. I, I, I would like, like 20 bucks a ticket. Like I still wouldn't would be, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't either, but. Like, I could see, like, just being like, uh, well, I mean, you could still, like, you know, be there and hang out or whatever. Yeah, I guess. 20 bucks a seat. Go, like, stand in the concourse instead of (laughs) at your seat so that you get a better... It's a better (laughs) place to be than your seat. I mean, that's what's gonna happen at those shows if they actually do go that route. Like, people aren't gonna stay there. No. They're gonna try to move around or steal other people's seats. Like, it's gonna cause a bunch of fucking havoc. But... Yeah. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Anyway, next on headlines. I thought this was interesting. Uh, comicbook.com has recently published an article where they state, During an interview for Heart of Stone, before the sag after strike, Gal Gadot had confirmed she would be working with James Gunn on developing Wonder Woman 3, giving the impression that she would stick around to play Wonder Woman.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh-huh. So but the the interview is from before the sag after strike comicbook.com published the article today
0: <laughs> yeah i don't know the whole thing is weird because it's like the there was a Wonder Woman 3 project being worked on and then it got shit canned and then everyone assumed that n- no one would be coming back from the Snyderverse and then all of a sudden there's an article saying otherwise that's posted well after it was the interview was taken
2: not like a day or two yeah like well after yeah super weird yeah feel like it's for the clicks yeah um we
0: don't have any uh comic book movie news we need to Generate some traffic near <laughs> some bullshit that Galgado said
2: Yeah And then uh, the Snyder the That wasn't thing was about bring up, Snow White The uh, hard <laughs> <laughs> The hardcore Snyder fans uh, Have taken a tweet that James Or not James Gunn That Zack Snyder had yeah, posted, or as a poster for Blue Beetle. Yeah, he said he was going to take his kids. Yeah, he's he was like, Sup- super excited to take my kids. Hashtag representation matters. And the Zack Snyder fanboy community has latched onto that by saying that that means that Snyder's back and they're getting everything they ever wanted.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what is going on. I've seen what? a lot of weird shit. I saw somebody, like, going after him, talking about, like, uh, what happened with his kid, Uh, and, like, I saw a bunch of people basically attacking him, and then I saw a bunch of people saying that it meant that the Snyderverse was back, and then I saw a bunch of people saying, like, that they were upset that uh, Snyder didn't say anything when Gunn got the the basically the Feige position. Uh that he didn't like say congratulations or good luck or anything like that. Even though they're like they know each other and, yeah. and I'm like, what why? Why are what is going on what is wrong with people? <laughs> like none of that shit made any sense. Like you're looking way too far into
1: everything right now. You all need to calm the fuck down. Yeah. That's, I don't... <laughs> shit's wild. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I just thought that, that was interesting and poorly timed. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, and then last up on
2: headlines, uh, Barbie finds trouble with censorship as the studio struggles to get it released in the Middle East. Uh, there were several requested cuts for the movie that Warner Brothers is unlikely to agree upon claiming a claims come from a trusted source. A trusted inside source leaked to variety
0: I mean, yeah, that it, probably makes sense it yeah
1: it's
2: it's pretty pro women to be released in <laughs> that area of the world
1: <laughs>
2: yeah uh it also is not being released in Saudi Arabia which like I don't know hang me out to dry like I don't know if that is part of the Middle East yeah. technically is it yeah okay it's in the Middle East
0: is like to be named outside of it because, I don't know because they think they're not or something I don't know
2: yeah so the market in Saudi Arabia is absolutely astounding so this is the part that like boggles my mind right yeah um the market in Saudi Arabia is astounding it's that's the richest country in the world and uh they love entertainment as long as it fits their narrative yeah and <laughs> barbie hasn't been released there yet and uh, amongst the other like several countries that make up the middle east and it's still like making astronomical <laughs> amounts of money <laughs> is it is it released in uh china uh, i don't know if it's released in china hmm. let's find out that is a good question Yes, it has released in China. Okay. It has earned close to 86 million,
1: or 86 million yen, yuan. About 11.9 million. Okay. Yens, uh, Japan. Yeah, so this is
2: yon. yuan. 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 Uh, according to Chinese ticket-selling platform, Me yuan.
1: <laughs> Too white. <laughs> Make Russell pronounce all the things. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So it was released in China. Okay. Um, it it also just uh I had like one of the
0: biggest second weekends ever. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> top of the box office again. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised. Uh,
1: yeah. Super, super big wild. IP, and it was good. So. Yeah how it is yeah um but yeah that's what i got for headlines all right uh
0: so let's go to recommendations let's do it i have a recommendation what is your
2: recommendation shane
0: on netflix you can find the arnold documentary it's three episodes uh it's it is basically broken down into his bodybuilding life his actor life and his political life um which has a little bit of personal life stuff in it. They all have a little bit of personal life stuff
2: in it, but um, do they talk about the does does it talk about the maid? Yeah. Oh, it does. Yeah. Oh. I got to get further. I've only watched the first It episode. talks
0: about it talks about a lot of like a lot of stuff. There's also some stuff during his campaign uh that came out that basically like a me too thing. Like that he had, was accused of like, uh, like sexually assaulting some ladies. Oh. Uh, during his, uh, mayoral or his, yeah, his governor, governor campaign of <laughs> <if> whatever <laughs> the recall campaign in California, uh, that came, came out, um, like a week or something before the election. I don't know. I remember that. Yeah, I don't either. Um, it kind of get it just kind of went away but they talk about it. Uh So, yeah, I mean there's a lot in there. Um but uh Arnold is a very inspirational person and if you haven't like seen all the stuff that's uh about him or if you don't know a lot about his uh history, you should check it out. Or if you love his movies, you should check it out. Um He's a very interesting person. Yeah.
2: And it talks about pretty much everything. Yeah. I need to watch. I think I finished the first episode. Yeah. Because so I was like kind of interested in, but well, it wasn't the more recent stuff. So I, I need to watch episodes two and three.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But uh, yeah. So like the first episode, it talks about a lot about like his childhood and like he was in the uh, Austrian military. Um. And how he got into bodybuilding and him going around to different places uh, and winning tons of bodybuilding uh, competitions. Yeah. And how open he was about using steroids at the time. Um, and then it, the second episode talks about him getting into acting and becoming like the biggest uh, action star in the world. Through the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Um, uh, His heart issues that he had uh, towards the end of the 90s. Um, And then coming back from that. And then the third episode talks about him becoming the governor of uh, California. And um, his one and a half terms uh, in California. And like how that affected his family. And um, his like hidden child and stuff like that. It talks about all that stuff.
2: Hidden child. Yeah. Is that what the maid? Yeah. Oh, what the fuck! The story's crazier than I thought it was. Yeah. No, he had a secret child. I thought he just like fucked around on his wife. <laughs> no, he did. He did fuck
0: around with, on his wife with his maid, but they had a kid. <laughs> oh
2: shit. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. But it talks about all of that stuff. Like, okay.
0: it it doesn't shy away from the stuff that he did in his life that was not good. And he talks about it. And he, like, but I mean, That's like cool. all the, there's a lot of stuff in the first episode that talks about like the shit that he overcame. Like, yeah. He, like, you know, getting like abused basically. And, yeah. but like, and it, it's really interesting because he doesn't like frame it that way. He doesn't frame it as abuse, but it's totally what it was. Yeah. Um, but you, you guys should check it out. It's really interesting. If you haven't checked it out already, I think it's a year or two old, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Netflix was just is like, Hey, watch this thing from three years ago. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I didn't even know this thing I came out. <laughs> didn't know it existed. So I watched it. Yeah. Uh, it's really good. It's really interesting. Uh, he also has a, a new newer show, which I think might be why it's come back up. Uh, called Fubar. I've watched a few episodes of that. It's okay. It's like a action sitcom. Uh, he's like a CIA agent. Yeah, and that's retiring, and then he finds something crazy out, and he do- can't retire until he solves his last mystery. This is sort of. No, yeah, okay. I don't want to spoil it because okay. it's 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 kind of like it's in the first episode, but it's like kind of a big deal. Yeah. Um. But it's like kind of okay. It's it's not amazing, but it's not bad either. Like if you if you like kind of like a, uh, y but also comedic role for Arnie, then it's it's pretty good. Okay. Uh, Tom Arnold's in in an episode. Oh, ah,
1: yeah. Tom. Yeah. Good old Tom. Which I mean, they were friends. And yeah. Did a couple movies together. But yeah uh
0: that's all or well i mean that's all i had sort of we have we have another one that we both watched yeah last week we said we were gonna watch it last week do you want to drop it or you want me to drop it you drop the bum
2: we watched oppenheimer last thursday <laughs> we did <laughs> <laughs>
0: Woo! yeah uh you guys need to see oppenheimer in the theaters yeah um that is a theatrical movie yeah uh The only, like, I mean, I will watch it again when it's uh, available for streaming or whatever. Um, But, like, the way to watch it is with the ridiculous sound system of a theater with the huge screen.
1: Yeah. Um, Don't go if you have a heart condition. (laughs) Yeah.
0: like, the subject matter, and the acting, and the directing, and editing, and the the score will give you anxiety. Like, yeah. the most intense anxiety you can have without being in a life-threatening situation.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh... So, Clayton was on last week, and Clayton did talk about it a little bit. Um, and... I mean, I think a lot of people are gonna watch this movie and take away like have different takeaways and opinions and stuff on it, but yeah, i to me like this would be like if I did a top twenty movies you should watch before you die, like this has to be on it, yeah, it's in it, it's in there, like it's fucking like this movie the movie is really good every- everything is top tier mm-hmm. uh. I didn't have any real complaints about the movie. Um, lots of complaints about humanity, <laughs> but the movie is fantastic. Oh man! And uh, there are things. There are things that I there is knowledge that I do not have because I didn't graduate high school. Sure. So there are like some things that you people just, just know that you don't know that I don't find yeah, yeah, to yeah. be common knowledge. Sure. So like learning about. Like you learn in the movie what near zero is, and I didn't know about that. So watching the movie was me learning about near zero, and that was like surely that wasn't a real thing. Oh, that was totally that, a real totally thing. a real thing, and potentially still a real thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so so yeah, that was interesting to me. And then so I did look up too after we watched the movie, like the accuracy of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there are things in the movie that are uh kind of ambiguous as far as like sides and who says what and most of that is attributed um like in, in stories or in in books or whatever for sure. one reason or another so the movie uh i believe the movie had like a 94% accuracy rating okay which is wild yeah um and then there are a few things that were dramatized, but I don't want to spoil anything. Okay. Um. Because, yes, like everyone should see this movie. Yeah. And this movie d- is is such a yeah. I, I mean, I mean, this 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 movie is a med- meditation on humanity. Well, I mean, yeah, it's which a is what fuck. I was
0: trying not to say, but <laughs> sure. But it's it's kind of a mind fuck. You know. Um. I actually called my dad after we watched it. And I talked to him about... Oh, stuff. did you? Yeah. Well, so my dad was born in the 50s, right? So... Yeah. He was, like, a lot closer to the... You know, to World War II. And then, like, he lived through uh, the Cold War. Yeah. Um, Which, like, the movie does go into stuff after World War II. Yeah. It was, like, Oppenheimer was you know the main force behind creating the atom bomb in in uh the manhattan project and stuff and uh so like that was you know what we dropped on hiroshima and nagasaki and that like ended that part of world war ii yeah um and but then it goes into some of the stuff about like the cold war and stuff and uh you know the arms race between the u.s and everyone else basically mostly yeah. Russia. But uh he like had some insight into a lot of it actually, which I didn't know how much he would have, but because he did some research when he was a child, like when he was in elementary school, he did yeah. like reports and stuff on on that stuff, on like the effects of the uh atomic bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki and yeah. like showed in his like fourth or fifth grade class, like videos of, of people going <laughs> through the wreckage of the cities showing to like kids, all these dead people and shit. That's so fucked. And like burnt out, like a burnt out city. It was a totally different time. Right. Like, but he, he, uh, he also talked to me about, um, some stuff that they figured out afterwards because like, there's a big question in the movie about, Whether they should do it or if they should do, like, a land invasion of Japan, basically, to finish off World War II. And they sort of go into it, but they don't really explain it. But my dad had, um, like, knowledge that came from after the war yeah, um, about, like, that it would have been way worse for us to um, invade Japan. like they found out afterwards that it would have been way worse than they thought it was going to be Mm -hmm. when they decided that they should just end it now. Yeah. They thought maybe it would like go like a couple, like two to five more years if they invaded and they found out that it, uh, it was going to go like at least 10. Oh wow. They thought they had taken out a bunch of the like anti-air and like their, uh, large, like, uh, artillery and stuff like that but they had just moved it oh into like train tunnels and like underground and shit yeah and like all their like manufacturing and stuff they had moved from the places that we had already destroyed yeah and like they were just ready for us to be to come in and it basically would have been like 10 times as many losses
2: as we thought there were going to be so like basically they would have trapped us into a land invasion
0: yeah, well, it would have been a land invasion that also would have been like way longer than we anticipated. Yeah, and like they would never have surrendered and all this stuff and like yeah, yeah. So, as horrible as it would be to say it, that like dropping the bombs was the the less death way to to do it. Yeah, it's just wild. Because like, what was it like two hundred and. 20 on the low side, 1,000 people died from both, Yeah, like, it was
2: 212,000 people.
0: Yeah, from, like, the... But that was, like, a low estimate, right? Because it was, yeah. like, the people that died in the initial blasts and then people that died from, like, uh, radiation sickness and stuff like that yeah. or injuries afterwards. Yeah, that doesn't...
2: Yeah, I think it was the 212 was, like, initial count. It was, like, 130 or something like that,
0: I think, was the initial count. And then they add, they were, like, at least this many that put it up to 212. Oh, yeah. Was, like, the radiation and injuries and stuff. But uh, my dad was talking about, like, um, it was, like, several million per side was what the estimate was. If Because, yeah.
2: Land invasion.
0: Yeah, because it was, like, several thousand a day
1: per side. And then that would have gone on for, you know, 3,000 more days. Yeah. That's fucking wild. Yeah. So like 9 million aside.
2: Yeah. Like. The 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 part that like. Bothered me. like, And did like straight up bother me. Like I have never felt more human. Than after watching Oppenheimer. Like I've never felt more connect. Like. Not, well not more connected to humanity. But like I've never felt more. I've never felt like we've needed humanity. As a characteristic more. Like. Than at than after I watched it, because like the fact that we got there at all mm-hmm. w- that we needed to create such a weapon mm-hmm. like blows my fucking mind.
0: Yeah. Well I think like it was just an arm well, okay. I mean we're getting into all kinds of crazy shit talking about this movie, but yeah. like uh like it was basically it wasn't initially like the idea of it came from another thing. Right. Like it wasn't like they weren't initially being like, what if we did this? It was like somebody did a thing in science. Yeah. And then all the other guys that knew what that meant were basically like, fuck. Yeah. Who's going to do it first? We better be the ones that do it first. Yeah. Because otherwise, the other guy is going to use it on us.
2: Yeah. They were the suspicion of uh, whether or not uh, the Nazis had the the capability and if they were gonna have it like forcing a, forcing our hand to like be the first to create it yeah. and then by like, the time we and, were almost done doing it that's when the Nazis gave up yeah and Oppenheimer had a sentiment of like I thought that was interesting too because it's not necessarily kind to him so like because his sentiment was like well if we have this and we possess this like this could end all war and then that's not what happened. No. <laughs> Basically, since since it was created, what? the entire world has lived in fear, yeah. and like that. Ugh, it's just it's it's such a good fucking movie, and like I like I know m- I knew most of the stuff in the movie, but to, like to have the movie framed the way it is, like is just one and of the most thought provoking movies yeah. I've ever seen, and it's just beautiful. Yeah. In a non-promoting war type of way. Well, no, I mean, just, like, the
0: it's just shot well and, like, yeah. edited well and everything looks great and, like, it's just a beautiful movie and then, like... Yeah. And then it's a terrible movie. Yeah. <laughs> Not in a bad way. Yeah. In, like, a, oh uh, fuck me way. But, yeah. So, yeah, Oppenheimer. You should go see it. Yeah. uh It's fucking we'll, wild.
2: We'll do... We will do a whole episode on Oppenheimer at some point. Yeah. Because, like... Uh, uh, we'll watch it
0: downstairs, and I'll turn my fucking surround <laughs> way the fuck up. And maybe we can recreate. We'll turn the lights the, off and the
2: theatrical see if we experience. can recreate the theatrical experience. Yeah. I, I think... Yeah, the only movie Nolan has done that I did not like is... The Dark Knight Rises. So, like, I was already going into, like, I'm probably going to enjoy this movie. Sure. And had high expectations, especially when he was like, I'm going to save cinema with the Oppenheimer movie. And everyone was like, what? And then we went and watched it, and I was like, yo, bro, you and Barbie (laughs) save cinema.
1: (laughs)
0: Oh, it's so fucked. But, yeah. Yeah, you guys should go watch it. Uh... And then we have a couple of uh, do not
2: recommends. Um one of these is a is a pretty hard do not recommend. Oh yeah. These are both pretty hard do not recommends actually. Yeah.
0: And we're we're sad about both of them very much so. Cuz they're both properties that
1: we wanted to be amazing. Very much so. Yeah. go ahead. Uh so I I did
2: binge <laughs> And end up watching all of Twisted Metal. So I, I'm part of the problem. Uh, but so I woke up, I watched the first three episodes, gave it my good old three episode try. Yeah. And I was like, ugh, I don't know if I can go on. So then I stopped and then I watched the first episode of Futurama that released yeah. last week. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, Ah, at least Futurama is still Futurama. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, if nothing... You fucked up with your palate
0: cleanser. You were like, ah, yeah. Th- there's <laughs> something right in the world. Maybe they'll pick it
2: back up in episode four. Yeah, so then I went about my my afternoon, and then I sat down, and I was like, I you really just want to watch TV today? I don't want to do anything. I don't want to have to think. You should have finished Arnold. <laughs> I guess I'll watch... <laughs> I was like, I guess I'll I'll watch some more Twisted Metal. So then I started episode four and I didn't quit until the end. And I don't know why. Like I just kept going. The the only episode So you you watched like the last three episodes? I watched
0: watched the end of an episode, then a full episode, and then like maybe the first couple minutes of the last episode. Okay. So I watched the second and last episode in full,
1: and then I watched Like, the end of this episode before that, and then I watched part of the next episode. Okay. So, episode eight
2: is, like, about the only episode that's, like, at least good. Um, So, episode eight was the episode with Jason Manzoukas.
0: Yeah, so I watched, like, the last
2: bit of that one. Yeah. So so, episode eight is if if the entire show would have been episode eight, yeah, I would have at least said it was good, like or at least decent. Or that was a worthwhile adaptation of this property because episode eight has like so many elements and feels like a solid episode, Mm -hmm. and like, but the series as a whole is like fucking awful. (laughs) <laughs> like holy shit um, Yeah what I watched Was not good So I was right on two parts uh, When I said this is just blood drive Without feeding the cars blood It is He's literally got a parcel That he has to go pick up And then bring back And yeah. like blood Blood drive is a is a show that was on Sci-fi that stars Alan Riches, Richeson Richeson um, yeah, from uh, Blue Mountain State or uh, Titans, um, or Reacher. Reacher. Yeah, and uh, which uh, I think the second season of that should be coming out soon. Yeah, I think so. Um, and so Blood Blood Drive was like this weird, like almost trauma esque. Yeah. uh Series. It felt like a. Uh, it felt like it could have been like Grindhouse or like yeah. something like that. And so like it knew what it was and like. Leaned into that pretty heavily, so yeah. it was like entertaining in aspects, and right. it was overly gory because it was supposed to be. And right, it, you know, it just it it was just like, hey, this is what I am, and I like respected that. I didn't love it. It's at least mildly yeah, entertaining. Yeah. Um, Dave would love it. Dave, I do think Dave would love Blood Drive. Um, but Twisted Metal is like it, it's so disjointed and fucking lost in itself. That... It was also so bright. Yeah. Like, that one episode,
0: the the end of the episode with Manzukis, I was watching it, and it was, like, it was supposed to be, like, dark in every scene, but everything was so well lit. Like, it was, like, it's dark outside, but everyone has a spotlight on them. Yeah. And I was just like, what the fuck is this lighting? And then, like, the rest of the the whole other episode was daytime, and it was, like... It looked like a a cable series from, like, 2002. Yeah. You know, that, like, weird, like, we have HD cameras, but we don't know how to use them. Maybe I'm thinking, like, 2006 more. Yeah. But, like, we have HD cameras, but we don't know how to use them. They, like, eat too much light, and we don't know how to light everything, because we're used to doing it on tape. Yeah. On film, and, like, that weird era of TV where everything is, like, super bright and colorful, but it's a like go play fucking twisted metal. Like all those games are like dark. Yeah. Not just in theme, but also in like coloration. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> like they didn't wa- they didn't play the games, which is no. the thing we're going to talk about soon. Yeah. And something else. They and didn't it... respect
2: the source material. <laughs> yeah. No, they didn't. And like the whole idea of the first season is like they, They could have gotten away with this. Like, it could have been good. Yeah. And, like, that's the part that pisses me off, because, like, it's not the story is necessarily trash. Like, I mean, it's not a great story. general plot Like could have worked. Yeah, it could have at least worked and been interesting, but it, you, so your, your second main character is, uh... Stephanie Beatrice, who is mm-hmm. from Brooklyn Nine Nine, mm-hmm. and she's fantastic. I love her, and she's like great in this. Mm-hmm. When she gets lines in yeah. episode five, after being in the show for three episodes, that's so like dumb. she does this thing where when she's introduced, she's like this almost like kind of like well, so Anthony Mackie ends up nicknaming her Quiet. Yeah, and so and she doesn't really talk, and she's like. She's very reluctant, which like is okay out of a character sometimes, but you can't run it for too long. And when you only have 10 episodes, like you should not run it for her first four episodes. Unless you're going to run it the whole
0: time. Yeah. Because when I started, like you were like, they called her quiet and I was like, what the fuck? She's talking all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fine, but like, what the fuck is this name? And then you told told me that she was like a mute the first couple episodes that she was in, and I was like, what the fuck? That doesn't even make sense. Yeah,
2: and and if your character you either go full Silent Bob, or you don't fucking Silent Bob, okay? Yeah, and if your char- and and if your character is going to be that type of character, you don't need every other character around them constantly calling it out because that's fucking annoying. Yeah, which is exactly what they do for the episodes that she is quiet and refuses Jesus to talk. Christ. It's just every character is like, uh, you you don't have any words to say, honey, Sh- shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like <laughs> as the audience, we are plenty aware we have experience at this point. Like not yeah. every character needs to call her out mm-hmm. and constantly. And it's just like, so like some of the writing is obnoxious. Each episode feels disjointed because I don't think like, so each episode is written by someone different which is typically how TV works but there's at least like the showrunner takes charge to make sure there's a narrative voice Flow. across every episode. And continuity. there's Yeah, there's no there's no narrative continuity across each episode. Yeah. And it's fucking obnoxious and weird and it causes the episodes to feel too different like and it's not even like a creative choice like cuz sometimes you get uh, well, the new season of The Witcher would be a good example because you have, like, you get to episode five and you're like, this is written by someone entirely different, but it's like a creative choice on why the episode is written the way it is. Yeah. So. You also, like,
0: new TV, and I was going to say something about this earlier before we started. Um, The way new TV works, you get less episodes to work with than you, do, than you used to. Because, like, if this was a show... 15 years ago, it would have had 23 episodes on sci-fi, right? Yeah. So like some, like you said, you were talking about uh Futurama and there's like two episodes out and you watched them, you liked them. It's still Futurama, but you've only watched two. They aren't all out yet, but there's only going to be 10 episodes. And I was like, that's weird. Cause that was definitely one of those shows where it was like a 23 episode show. Yeah. Um, and like, having that different person write each episode and each episode feeling different is something that you could do in a 23 episode show because you would have like one guy write 15 episodes of that show. And then the other eight would be written by different people and they would have different stylistic things because it would be like, you're basically like keeping people's attention for that episode by doing a different stylistic thing. Like, I go back to Supernatural on a lot of stuff, but that's a perfect example of of how that can work. Yeah. Because you have stuff like the the black and white uh, Universal Monster episode. Yeah. Right? That's in the middle of a season. It's sort of a filler episode, but it's like, you know, we've been doing this thing. We're, like, building you up towards this story, and now we're gonna, like, lay off a little bit towards the middle of the season because you know we have 23 episodes we can do an ebb and flow yeah. of 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 this but like in a 8 episode 9 episode thing you don't have time for that you have no, to you, don't. you have
2: to have your narrative solid yeah that the, the whole point the whole reason shows like think about the early sitcoms or the early sort of sitcoms that landed on like HBO or Showtime or whatever like one of the early ones i always think about is real talk with walter blunt which starred uh, Patrick Stewart. Uh-huh. And amazing show. It was one of the first, like, hey, this is a 30-minute sitcom. Yeah. But So you get an extra seven minutes per episode because it's on a movie network so there's no commercials. Right. So it's actual 30-minute episodes but you're only gonna get 10. But the story is so tight yeah. that, like, it works. Yeah. So, like, you have to do it that way. Right. Like, and now we get, like, these weird 32 to 39-minute episodes yeah and they're 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 trying to like squeeze in the extra stuff and it doesn't work yeah there's no like the the formatting is fucking weird Mm -hmm. and like it just doesn't make sense half the time but I mean they could do they could still do a similar format to to like what you're talking about but like so episodes one and two episodes five and six and episodes nine and ten are the main arc across ten episodes and mm-hmm. then... You fuck around with the other two. Yeah. Three and four, seven and eight. Yeah. Like, fuck around. Yeah. But, like, you still have to have, like, some sort of... The rest of it has to be solid. Yeah. And that stuff still has to,
0: like, fit. Yeah. But it can be different. Yeah. You know, you can have... Because, like, it's a comic thing, too, right? Or an anime thing. hmm You have the the beach vacation episode. Yeah. Or the, the like, Slice of Life comic, where it's like, you know, there's this big event or whatever going down, but, like, Wolverine meets Spidey in a bar, and they have a fight because it's Wolverine's birthday. Yeah. You know? And he's, like, trying to make sure that fucking Sabretooth doesn't show up to fuck it up. Yeah. You know, like... That is, you know, it has, but it still makes sense in the context of the comic or in the context of the anime or the context of Supernatural. Like those, those other episodes still make sense. Whereas like, if it's just random, but you're trying to follow through this plot line, then it doesn't make any sense. You're like, why does this feel completely different from the last hundred miles of this journey when we're just driving another hundred miles this episode? Yeah. Like what the fuck is this?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's ridiculous. And I think another good example of a show that is uh, that had 10 episodes in their first season and is only one season and a bonus episode so far is Sandman. Yeah. I think Sandman did a good job of maintaining a narrative arc. Yeah. And across across the whole series while maintaining a voice across the whole series while still giving you like some random episodes that were not necessarily part of the main story, but still, like, kept you interested. Like, yeah. the whole episode with the, where it shoots, like, hundreds, across hundreds of years with him, like, giving a guy, basically, Im- making a guy Im- immortal, mm-hmm. and then, like, him meeting that guy in the bar every so often, like, yeah. like you have to, if you're gonna do something, like, fucking be creative about it. Like, be creative. If, yeah, if you're gonna deviate, like... Then you actually need to deviate. Yeah and not just be like
0: well okay we're telling we're still telling the same exact story but we're going to tell it in this other writer's voice with the same characters and then it just is like what the fuck this is totally different but yeah. n- but not different in a good way
2: yeah you're like characterizations get fucked like yeah. it's i yeah so Twisted metal comes in as a as a very hard do not recommend i binged the whole thing so you don't have to yep <laughs> Yeah. And then, uh, and, and the, the, the lead up, I am still mildly interested in what season two will be like because, like, season one is not the games, but season one leads you to believe that season two will be the games. Are they going to do a season two? I,
0: I don't know if they haven't said yet. yet. I don't know. I imagine going it's going to get canceled. Light. They're not going to greenlight anything right now, but yeah, that's true too. <laughs>
2: <sighs> anyway, uh, but yeah, that's the last I wanted to say about it. Yeah, you know what I don't want to see a season two of what? Don't you want to see a season two
0: of Secret Invasion? Yeah, me neither. Oh my god, they set it up for a season two too, which is so stupid. Yeah uh god damn it they fucked this all up and i'm gonna say this once and then we're gonna move on and talk about how it fucked up everything else but they should have just fucking done the comics i don't care that they don't have everyone they could have still done it they did civil war they did age of ultron yeah and like a big big argument that people have is like well they adapted these and it wasn't like the comics and i'm like yeah but it wasn't fucking dog shit and it still sort of like followed an idea of what the comic was thematically thematically yeah civil war wasn't it was you know similar yeah civil war wasn't exactly the same and they couldn't have the huge fights because they didn't have all the characters yet but like and age of ultron was not age of ultron They didn't do any time travel or any of the (laughs) dumb shit that's in Age of Ultron in the comic. But like it was about Ultron and it was about Ultron like trying to take over the world or destroy it and just being the only thing left would be Ultron. So like that's thematically the same. Yeah. Secret Invasion is is not thematically the same. No. Not at all because in the comics it was about a
1: crazy scroll th- prophecy and a uh an exiled
0: leader who claimed the prophecy to be true was like one of the only leaders they had left and they came to earth
1: and implanted themselves to try and fulfill this prophecy of taking the earth as their own home planet Q, superhero shenanigans superhero superhero
0: shenanigans (laughs) let me repeat that superhero shenanigans you know what there wasn't any of in this uh
2: superhero shenanigans
0: yeah there wasn't there weren't any superhero shenanigans
2: Uh, in the end was like had some superhero shenanigans but uh, um so if you like you know if if
1: if the ex machina trope is gonna be your your top one tier one twist yeah don't just don't <laughs> uh so what we got instead
0: was they tried to do a spy thriller Starring Nick Fury. Oh, is that what they were going for? That's what they were trying. That's what it's billed as. I'm sure episode one, the the synopsis says something about it being a spy thriller. Yeah. Uh, Oh my God, it is not a spy thriller.
2: I missed the thrill.
0: Yeah. And the spy. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) you You have Earth's best spy who's not acting like Earth's best spy. And they pin this weird, like, guilt, relief, I don't want to do the job anymore thing on Nick Fury. And, like, he basically becomes the shittiest version of himself. Yeah. That, I mean, as close as you can get without him just being, like, a drunk in an alley. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like,. And they never, they never come back from it. Like, he doesn't do anything. Yeah. Everyone
2: else does stuff. He's just like, it's just happening to him. Yeah. Which is not a thing. Things do not just happen to Nicholas J. Fury. Other than getting snapped. That's the only thing that just happened to him. I also didn't like that they snapped him. No. I mean, that's a... He should have seen it coming and been like, oh, boop, I'm displaced from time. Yep. <laughs> you snapped an LMD, bitch. <laughs>
1: <Yeah.
2: clears throat> uh, Fuck would, you. <laughs> would that happen? No, they're not alive. <laughs> uh and we still haven't gotten
0: LMDs. Nope. They were mentioned all the way all the way back
2: in the first Avengers movie. You know it would have been a better twist at the end of the series? Huh? An LMD. Yeah. That also it was just, not affected by radiation It's just an LMD the whole time.
0: <laughs> uh but yeah, basically, like, um they character assassinated everyone. Uh like everyone. Huge waste of Ben Mendelssohn. Huge waste of Ben Mendelssohn. Uh huge waste of uh uh Don Cheadle. Oh yeah! Uh, Huge waste of Nick Fury and of Sam J. Shitty death for Maria Hill. Yeah, she got wasted twice. She basically got fridged, and like fridged in the worst way. Right? Like, yeah. I am. I am your inspiration to to move the plot forward. Oh wait, it actually doesn't matter that I died. Like you were going to do this anyway. So I just, I was just, I just, I was a death and it wasn't like several thousand other people didn't die in that same event. Yeah. So like it was completely wasted. Yeah. There was no point in her dying there. None. Uh, fucking what? Not the the death she deserved. What the fuck? The writing was awful. The effects were awful. The just the plot in general was terrible. Like, even if even if you weren't going to adapt.
1: Even like close to. The story of of Secret Invasion, like. The what they tried to do was
2: stupid. And then they executed it extremely poorly. Yeah, the I I think the opening scene and and I could set up a better series right now right here. The opening scene should have been not scroll Don Cheadle bringing Maria Hill's body to Sam Jackson's Nick Fury, mm-hmm. and Maria Hill is a scroll. Yeah, because like you can't do like they couldn't have done Spider Woman. Nope, they couldn't have done Elektra. Like, no. so, like, okay. Like, if they would have done Electra, I would have flipped my fucking shit. That's what it is in the comics, right? Initially, isn't it? Electra dies, and they're like, oh my God, what is this? Yeah. 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 And then Spider Woman turns out to be the,
1: the queen. queen. Yeah.
2: yeah. But it's Tony bringing the body to Nick, or Nick bringing the body to Tony. Uh, So
0: the new Avengers are fighting the hand in Japan and uh they kill Electra and she reverts into a scroll and they're like, What the fuck? And Wolverine is one of the new Avengers yeah. and he's like, What the fuck? I that yeah. was that, that was Electra.
2: That's the important part. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that was Elektra. What the fuck? He flips out, so then he brings they all bring it to Tony, who they are not on good terms with because this is post civil war. Yeah. And they were one of the holdout teams. um they bring it to Tony, and then Nick shows up, and Nick, because this is post civil war, was basically like everyone either thought he was dead or he was a fugitive um, yeah, and so they start working on trying to figure out what the fuck is going on uh, and then what nick does during secret war or not secret war secret invasion uh is he gets together a group of another a new secret avengers because secret avengers has been a thing before yeah but he gets a gets together a n- new group of secret avengers and starts hunting scrolls trying to figure out what's going on yeah and that's what nick does during the comic secret Inva- secret invasion um and like they didn't need to do that. They could have, they could have made this a spy thriller and it would have been fine, but just like the way they went about it was terrible. And it, and like the whole point of having a spy thriller was so that you don't have the big superhero thing. Yeah. And then they did the big superhero thing
1: anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So opening scene. Don Cheadle's Roadie brings Maria Hill's body to Sam Jackson. Yeah.
2: And she's a scroll. Sure. Or she's like dying. Something happens and she's dying and she dies in front of yeah. Nick. And she ends up being a scroll. Yeah. And they're both like, what the fuck? Yeah. And they're both yeah, they're both just like, what the fuck? Like like Don like Roadie calls Nick back because Maria is fatally injured and then that that opening scene sets up for nick to go figure out what the fuck is going on yeah for nick to actually go figure out what the fuck is going on and the entire show should have been from nick's perspective yes like and like more detective style like him like detective spy style or like since they introduced uh this character
1: um fuck i can't remember her name uh hold on the old British white lady, yeah, uh, Olivia
0: Colman, uh, Sonia Fallsworth, yeah, uh, she's like in MI
1: six <laughs> or MI five or whatever it is, um, SS. It's not SS, ISS. I don't remember what it's called. It's I don't either. British Secret Service thing. Yeah. Um. So. Like, they could have done it
0: from both of their perspectives, right? It could have been, like, you know, she's the one that shot Maria because she knows something. Yeah. But you don't know. You think she's a bad guy. Yeah. So it's going through, like, a dual story until, like, halfway through, they meet up and they figure out what the fuck's going on. And then they gotta try and stop it for the rest of the season.
1: Yeah. (laughs) But, like... That is not at all what it was. No. Nick knew the whole time what was
0: going on. Yeah. And they're just like,
1: eh, well, we, we guess we'll try and stop it. Yeah. It's so, it's so dumb. Yeah. So,
0: one of the reasons I, I've read that this happened was that, uh, It was written, it's,
1: it's, uh, created for television and written by, uh, two different people. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Bradstreet and then, uh, Matt McCree or Beto Dantas. I don't know. There's Brian Tucker. Brian Tucker, I
0: think, might have been the one. Um, there's two credited on uh, like largely credited, and then there's a few other writers, but um
1: uh so apparently uh Bradstreet wrote it, they shot it, and then somebody decided they didn't like it. And they rewrote it
0: and reshot for several months and what edited the, the two different versions of the show together to what make one show the fuck. Yeah. And then the other thing is, uh, it has been reported that Feige is the one that decided that it needed to end with a big superhero battle. Um, what the fuck, Kevin? So we're going to spoil the ending for you. Yeah. Cause be- fuck that ending. Cause it's bad. Uh, but in case you care, spoilers, Uh, the whole thing, which this is funny too, because in She-Hulk, they poo-poo on the stealing superhero blood to give to yourself to get superhero powers uh, trope at the end, and She-Hulk breaks the fourth wall and is like, what the fuck? This is terrible. What is happening? (laughs) And she basically goes to Disney and goes to Marvel and is like, what the fuck did you guys write in the end of my show? This is bullshit. And they're like, oh, we'll, we'll fix it. She talks to Kevin, the robot. Um, Kevin, the because... uh, AI. AI, yeah. Ugh. Uh, God. Anyway. Because um, Kevin didn't actually want to be in, in a
2: show. Yeah. So they were like, Mark oh, we'll is... make it a robot. And he was like, oh, yeah, okay. The writers of She-Hawk knew that Secret Invasion would just be wholly written by AI. Yeah. It's not. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh...
0: So, it's funny, after they poo-pooed on this trope so heavily in a show that came out like six months before... Yeah. ...that that is basically the whole plot of what the villain is doing. Yeah. He's trying to find this blood sample... Which, for some reason, is in one vial. It's a blood, sa- it's a DNA sample of every superhero and every supervillain that they've managed to uh, find DNA samples of from yeah. from multiple Avengers and single superhero battles. Yeah. Um, and the Skrulls had come up with a way to give Skrulls those powers um which doesn't make sense either because like some of the powers are not DNA based powers. Yeah. Uh
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Not to mention like, you know, to use them proficiently, these people had to like go through whole movies of finding themselves and figuring out how to use the powers, but two scrolls at the end just figure it out immediately uh and have us Uber Scroll bat I'm not gonna call them a super scroll because that's not what they are. Um these weird Uber Scroll battle uh <laughs> where they have like every superhero's powers except for like they they at least they like didn't give him the mech powers. Like they weren't like, yeah, he's got a fucking uh chest <laughs> chest arc blaster that's how he's going to kill this person. Uh, yeah. But it's so dumb. And it's like the CG is awful. Yeah. In this battle. And they spent $220 million on on this show. Yeah. And like the whole time we were like, where's this budget? Yeah. It's all in the end. And like so poorly. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, it's terrible. The whole show is fucking shit.
1: Uh, it's the, it's the worst, uh, Disney Plus Marvel show. Oh, you
0: think it's worse than Moon Knight? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. I hate Moon Knight. (laughs) I hate Moon Knight because I love Moon Knight.
1: Yeah. The character from the comics, not the show. Yeah. And Oscar Isaac was... Possibly a perfect casting for Mark Spector. And I hate it. Um mm, that's just pissing me off thinking about it. Um yeah. but this show is objectively worse. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So don't fucking watch it. Yeah. I'll tell you everything you need to know we watched
0: it so you don't have to uh there was a scroll rebellion against the scrolls that live on the earth and it got sort of squashed but maybe not the scrolls have taken lots of people's places and they're just finding out the scope of it at the end of this movie so there's probably a bunch of people that are still being replaced by scrolls yeah Amelia Clark's character is now the most powerful character in the MCU for no fucking reason.
1: Yeah. Uh. And I don't know how the fuck they're gonna deal with that. Yeah. Um, or come back from the series. Yeah. Um.
0: The president in the MCU is a dumbass. Uh he basically declared war on all aliens. Yeah. And Nick Fury and his scroll wife. That's right. I said Nick Fury and his scroll wife. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Which like, okay, that relationship was like the only thing that was kind of okay in that whole show. Yeah. But it was totally unnecessary in yeah. every single fucking way. Yeah. It's like why are you spending time on this? When the whole show is failing, falling down around it. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? Absolutely ridiculous. But him and his scroll wife are going back up into space to negotiate peace between the Kree and the Skrulls. That's the end. That's all you need to know. That's all that matters. You know, Rody's probably not been Rody f- since, I don't know, since the end of Civil War. So take from that what you will. Which uh, is... <sighs> stupid stupid wild character assassination all of the above um was like he's uh, even... Rita hill's dead but she's probably gonna be back in another movie and we're just gonna have no explanation or a terrible explanation or they're finally gonna be like oh it's an lmd but it makes absolutely no sense that it was an lmd yeah
1: ah!
2: yeah that's so bad yeah. So bad. I've pretty much lost all hope. Like you like Shane sent me the Loki two trailer. Yeah. And I wanted to enjoy the trailer. Yeah. Um it's a it's not a bad trailer. Not a bad trailer. But I do you care anymore? I don't think so. I don't think I care anymore. I don't like I mean I'm gonna I'll watch Loki two. I'm probably not going to theaters to watch the Marvels. Uh, like they need to bring us
0: back. They need to have. They yeah. need to like, fucking like leave this in its grave, yeah, and just like move on, yeah, and like knock it out of the park for a while, and maybe I'll feel the
1: same way I did five years ago, yeah. But yeah, I, I, don't. I don't. I don't know that I ever will. No, I don't. I don't. I don't
0: think we will. This last. The last two years of stuff has not been great. No. Like, there's been some shining moments, but, like, in in general, it's been a lower bar of quality, and then, like, they've completely shit on one of my favorite characters, and then they completely shit on a great story and shit on
2: a bunch of characters at the same time.
1: Yeah. And
0: it's like,
2: what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, characters that they had, like, characters that they had built built up, up, like... We loved Maria Hill for 15 fucking years. Yeah, we wanted more Maria Hill, not a fucking shitty death. Yeah. Like, and if you were going to bring her back just to kill her, like she should have at least had a deserved or like, you know,
1: A well meaningful done death. fucking death. Meaningful,
0: yeah. Even if it even if it was like, you know, she didn't fight, she just died, it needed to be meaningful. Like yeah. it was totally meaningless. She didn't <sighs> save anybody. She didn't mean anything in the plot. She, yeah. Like, she didn't fight, it was bullshit, and nothing happened, and it wasn't important to the story. It was yeah. just to get her out.
2: Yeah. It's just trash.
0: Like, she didn't need to go out the way that fucking Tony did, the way that RDJ did, Yeah,
2: but Kobe Smulders fucking deserved more than that. For sure. I'm mad. Yeah. <laughs> I think, like, I mean, I'm mad, but, like, I'm also just, like, completely fucking disheartened. Like... Yeah. And... I- I don't know how to get excited for this stuff again. Like, it just I, needs to be great. And
0: we'll, like, and they need to forget about this. Yeah. And then, you know, we'll move on. But, like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, fuck. Starfield needs to come out so I can forget everything else
2: exists. <laughs> Jesus. I, I, I need you to not put so much weight in.
0: I know. Starfield. Because as soon as it's fucking shit or unplayable the to fr- I took a day off. If it's unplayable day 1, I'm going to be so fucking pissed. Like I'm not going to I'm not I- I'm not going to like lose hope in life, but like fuck, man. I need something to be good. I need I need Starfield to be good and I need Marvel Zombies to fucking show up because I've been waiting for like a year and a half
1: and it just Yeah. I need a bigger brush so I can paint this fucking Galactus. Do you have any paint brushes? Mm, I think I still have my paint brushes somewhere. I need like a like a
0: like a half inch or three quarter inch wide brush. Mm, I don't know where they're at. So I have this. Okay, so I I, I bought
2: <laughs> random tangent.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever. I bought um. A Kickstarter for the Marvel zombies uh, Zombicide from Simon cool Mini right and uh, It I spent like a thousand dollars This was When I had money and it Makes me feel guilty every time I get something Because I've been waiting (laughs) for a bunch of stuff From them for like a year And like it shows up at the house and I'm like That was like two hundred dollars Delayed buyer's remorse. I have like $30 <laughs> in the bank right now. Uh, ouch. <laughs> Ouchie. And then when I get that, I'm going to be like, oof, that was like a $1,000 a year and a half ago when I didn't have any bills and it was fine. I didn't just buy a car. Uh, uh, but anyway, so I bought this thing and it, it came with like a two-foot-tall Galactus. <laughs> and i need to paint him and i have a bunch of like miniature brushes that are like tiny yeah and i have a couple of like wider brushes but i ruined them using this uh like uh varnish stuff so they're just like completely solid i can't use them to paint with yeah and like He's huge. <laughs> I,
1: need, I need, like, <laughs> wide, flat,
0: large, wide, flat brushes. And I, like, spray painted him with this stuff that was supposed to be, like, a a primer, but it's too slick. Yeah. So, like, paint, I gotta, like, put, like, four fucking coats of paint on it to get it to take. Ugh. So, yeah, it's brutal. It's gonna take so long. <laughs> I've probably put like five or six hours into his into one of the heads because he come he can be played as regular Galactus or a zombie Galactus. So he has two heads and two arm two extra arms. Um, it's a lot of painting, bud. Yeah, and it's Galactus. He's fucking huge, and he has like a fucking like sixteen inch diameter base. That's the the worldy like the world engine that he eats the world with that he like processes the energy so he can eat it from the from the whatever planet he's eating yeah and oh my god it's just so much and that's one one of like 340 miniatures that I'm getting jesus I and mean, they're not troops either like there's probably like 60 troops Kind of, so they're all like, "Oh, I can paint all these guys' suits blue, and like, 'Cause there's a bunch of fucking shield guys, so I can yeah. paint, like, okay, paint their suits blue, paint their straps white, and their b- boxer briefs on the outside of their pants, and <laughs> paint their guns black, and then hit them with a wash, and like, the you know, they're mostly, they're they're easy to paint a bunch of them at once. Yeah, but like a hundred and some of these are literally individual superheroes. And like zombie versions of those superheroes. So those are like. I spend three or four hours on each one. Yeah. Just painting it to look good. Ugh. And I'm like, that is so fucking much. That is not a troop. That is a character. And it takes a long time to paint a character. Yeah.
2: Fuck me. But you brought up Galactus. Yeah. And I was going to shit on our hopes and dreams some more. Uh, Uh... Because. You also sent me an article. I did. Um, (laughs) Adam Driver reportedly dropped out of the Fantastic Four project after reading the script. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Why? It's going to get worse before it gets better. (laughs) Uh, So, 2030, we're getting the.
2: The Marvel reboot again. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe that's what the Fantastic Four movie should just be. Hmm. Like, hey, this is Reed, this is Sue, this is Johnny, this is Ben. But also this is Franklin and he's gonna Dude. destroy everything and reset. No,
0: it. I figured it out. <laughs> this is how you reboot this franchise, and we can start over and like since we have all the characters, we can just start where like it's already happening.
2: This yeah. is it. This is how you do it. Okay.
0: Do all right. it. So, we already know that Secret Wars is coming. Yeah. Okay? The MCU universe is not one of the universes that survives. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> they fight and fight and fight and fight and fight, and then it just ends. They all die end of the movie phase to white and everyone is shitting their fucking pants and two years later you see this fuck the lifeboat from 616 show up (laughs) And, and Doom puts the fucking battle world together and we start we start the new Marvel Cinematic Universe with comic accurate adaptations starting with battle worlds and secret wars And you're just like, what the fuck? Holy shit. What is that version of... Why are there 16 Thors? Who is this, like, fucking... This duck Wolverine? What the fuck? Why is is that blonde named Sue with this dude in armor with a white robe? What the fuck is going on? And then, like... Thanos, why is Thanos alive? <laughs> why did the white white-robed armor guy just like disintegrate Thanos and rip his spine out? Why are there <laughs> zombies of everyone? Why is this dude named Ben a wall? What the fuck is going on? Why is the sun screaming? Like <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Why is the sun screaming? Because the sun's <laughs> name is Johnny Storm. That's why yeah. he's screaming.
1: Yeah. <laughs> fucking do it. Let's fucking go. Do it. <laughs>
0: Alright, I'm on to you, Feige. You're ruining everything so that you can get them to reboot in, like, five years and we can get everything that we ever wanted. Because we can do it now. We can do it. We, We can have Iron Man back and it doesn't matter that it's not RDJ. Everybody will compare it because they're surface fucking fans. Fuck them. Do it for the comic boys. Come on. You can do this. That would be fucking wild. I would, dude. If I want, I want. If that, if that movie ends with a fucking fade to white and everyone dying, I will fucking jump up in the air and start screaming, (laughs) like, and everyone will be sad and be like, "No, the MCU is over." And be like, "Yeah, (laughs) we're gonna get it, boys. You don't understand. Everything
1: is okay."
2: (laughs) Oh. (laughs) i want charlie cox's daredevil to be the only one that survives (laughs) and he gets (laughs) it's like why does everything sound different (laughs) oh dude yeah no not not everything sounds different like the narration at the end is like just him and everything is silent Ugh and it's the first time everything for him has ever been silent. Uh, and then it goes from being silent to not silent at all. Yeah, the only thing <laughs> I
0: don't like about that that like complete ass-pole of a fan theory uh, <laughs> uh the only thing I don't like about that is that we wouldn't get the Thor and Hyperion scene. Yeah which would also be a fantastic way to to let chris go. Right. Yeah. Cuz like if we got the 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 Thor and Hyperion scene, that's a fantastic that's like one of the best It's one of the best comic book moments ever. Um and it would be if it was done correctly, which it, there's no possible way to do it correctly. Yeah. Um the, way, the the point that we're at, there's no way to do it correctly. Um but if it were done correctly it would probably be like one of the best movie scenes yeah ever like if it was given the proper weight and gravitas and like the lead up to it and everything like everything that goes into that scene yeah which they've already fucked up and can't do yeah um like that would be so fucking amazing To see that in live action.
1: Yeah. And it's not an action scene. No. Like, but they can't do it because they already fucked it up. (laughs) And if they try it, I'll fucking lose my goddamn mind.
0: (laughs) They don't even have Hyperion. (laughs) It'd be fucking, it'd be Amelia Clark. Just like, she's out there and just like, sister. <laughs> Be an honor to die beside you or something. She's like, Yeah. And then I fucking go cry. Not yeah. tears of joy or tears of sadness, tears of sadness. Different bad tears of sadness. Yeah. But they ruined it. So,
2: uh, we have a quiz to do.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, <Jeez, laughs>
2: I went the fuck off. Uh, thanks for that. It's all right, man. Get it out. Uh, so Dave's not
0: here So we're gonna hang Big Brain with Shane be- oh, yeah. And a random
1: internet quiz Because <laughs> Dave isn't here <laughs> Alright Russell
0: I'm ready I got this fantastic BuzzFeed quiz for you Oh BuzzFeed Only true 90s kids will get 11 out of 13 On this video game quiz <laughs> Perfect 11 out of 13 <laughs> The titles of these are not- so fucking stupid uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like maybe we had actually even done this one before because now that I'm looking at it, I recognize this first question. But which year was Sonic the Hedgehog released? Mm, Ninety-two. That is a possible answer. You're off by one. I guess it was multiple choice. I should have given them to you. Oh, oops. Uh, it's ninety-one.
1: Mm. Is it going to refresh? That's it. That's just the one question. Oh, no. Here's another question. Uh. Which game console was it released on? Uh. Sony PlayStation, Sega
0: Genesis, Sega Dreamcast, or Nintendo GameCube? Sega Genesis. Yeah. Um. Who is the main villain in the Cran- Crash Bandicoot franchise? Dr.
1: Neocortex or uh, Dingo Dial? Neocortex? Correct. Kind of sad you didn't know that. I don't play a lot of Crash. You're not going to know the
0: in- name of this. You're not going to know the answer to this one. Uh, what's the name of Crash Bandicoot's sister? <laughs> Sasha Bandicoot, Lizzie Bandicoot,
2: Coco Bandicoot, Chrissy Bandicoot. Sasha Bandicoot. Nah, it's Coco. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I missed the two I needed to miss to get a perfect score. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, this is
0: an interesting question. What was the last Super Mario game released in the 90s? Super Mario Brothers 3, Super Mario World
1: 2, Yoshi's Island, Super Mario World, or Super Mario 64. I'm going to go with Super Mario 64. Correct. Ah, shit. Uh,
0: It was released in 96. Oh, 96? <laughs> and, yeah, and it next, was the last? The next game in the franchise was released in 2002. Holy shit. It's kind of wild. Uh, which fighting game franchise is the home of character character Nina Williams? Uh, Tekken, Street Fighter, Virtua Fighter, or Soul Calibur slash Soul Edge? Wasn't there only one Soul Edge? It's the very first one. Um, Everyone after that was
1: Soul Calibur. Can I go with Virtua Fighter? Nah, bro. Tekken. Tekken? Yep. I don't remember a Nina. Oh, I remember Nina. <laughs> yeah, I showed him a picture. Uh, in
0: Tekken, what is the name of Jin Kazama's mother? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Asuka Kazama, Megan
1: Kazama, June Kazama, or Unknown? Asuka? Uh June. Uh, which horror video game franchise came first <laughs> resident evil silent hill dino crisis or doom doom you hesitated entirely too long on that question
2: it, the well doom threw me off like <laughs> yeah because i was like wait because i was like uh resident evil and then he said doom and then i was like oh shit uh pretty sure it was doom actually yeah doom was uh in
0: like 93 uh okay
1: what is the first region of the pokemon world called kanto galar or johto Kanto, Galar, or Johto? Fuck, I should know this. Like, this should be easy. But uh, uh, Johto? No, Kanto. Damn it. Uh Oh, this one's a picture. Uh, name this video game character. Spyro. Correct. It was a little purple dragon. Okay. Well, can you name this iconic duo? Fuck off. Uh Can I? Yeah, I can. Leon and Claire. That's correct. Uh In the
0: first Super Smash Brothers video game, how many player characters are there?
1: Five, 17, eight, or 12. 17. No, first one? Yeah, first Eight. Super Smash. 12. 12? Okay. Uh,
0: in the original Tomb Raider released in 1996, who is the villain? Uh, Marco Batoli,
1: uh, Larson Conway, Werner Von Croy, or Jacqueline Natia? Verder von Troy? No, it's the Jacqueline Natia. Oh. Hmm.
2: I don't know that I ever got out
1: of her house. (laughs) You got 6 out of 13. Huh. I don't really play a lot of those games. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I played Super
0: Smash Brothers, but I had no idea how many characters there were. Yeah. Um,
1: I played Doom and Resident Evil. I knew the Tekken ones. Played Doom. I knew the Crash Bandicoot ones. I played Sonic. Yeah, I didn't know what year Sonic came out, though. The questions that the games were about, I think those are the only games I played. I played a little bit of Tomb Raider, but not really. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for
0: Hanging Big Brain with Shane and and random internet quizzes because Dave's not here. Which means that we've come to the end of the episode. So I am not your boy, Not your boy. I'm Shane. And this is producer Russell.
2: Thanks for listening to Shit on Stuff. You can follow us, like, subscribe, all those things on our social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, X, what formerly known as Twitter, uh, Threads, TikTok, th- 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 places where social stuff is had. Wow. Uh, find us <laughs> on Drafty Quarters, uh, Drafty Q, or Drafty Quarters Productions. Um, You can join us on Patreon for $1. You will be able to access our backlog of content. Previous episodes that we have posted, the first early episodes that will go up, will be our DQP Does the MCU. You can listen to us when we enjoyed it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Um, Yeah, that'll be going up this month. Uh, Check that out. Um on our Patreon for just $1, you can subscribe to our general tier and that is where we will post our backlog stuff for you. Uh if we do manage to find some time and have some things, we will give you some extra content, but uh we hope that that will suffice in the meantime as we try to build our following uh which is our primary objective at the moment. So please join us on our social pages. Uh, you can also email us. Questions, comments, thoughts, concerns, recommendations, and how you feel about the ongoing writer's strike at, draftyq at gmail.com
0: You can also congratulate Russell on getting that right on his third try. Yes.
2: But I edited the first two out.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a wonderful time. We'll catch you on the flip side. And don't let your meatloaf. Bow. Bye.
1: Bye.